everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. You can find out more about our ministry at www.lifeportoutintl.org. We have a new show every Monday and Thursday for the new listeners. Right now, you can find us at charismapodcastnetwork.com. You can go to Apple Podcasts. Spotify, uh, Google Play, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to. This show is based on Ephesians 5.14. Awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. The Apostle Paul said that to the church in Ephesus. He spoke that to believers. The Lord wants us to be awakened in our hearts so we can see Jesus for who he is, so we can know who we are, the tools and the weapons that we have, so we can truly make a difference in the kingdom of God today, so we can be the salt um, and light in this world so people can truly know that we are followers of Christ and know that Jesus is alive. And so no further ado, I'm always excited to jump right in and have my guest on the show. This is her third time on the show with me. Her name is Lana Vosser and she grew up in uh, Sutherland, Sutherland Shire in Australia. She began a relationship with Christ in 1996 where she started to understand and grow in her prophetic gifting um, and to, to individuals and to the body of Christ. She's ministered in various roles in local churches. She's been featured regularly on the Elijah List, on the Australian Prophetic Council, and Charisma Magazine. She has, an encourage, she has a heart to encourage the body of Christ and individuals in their walks with Jesus, deeper intimacy with Him, learning His voice. She operates in the prophetic, and she loves to share the heart of God with others. She's written a few books here. Uh, um, I think her first book was written. It was called Desperately Deep, Developing Deep Devotion and Dialogue with Jesus. And her second book was released in October 2018, entitled The Prophetic Voice of God. She was actually on a show talking about that book. But I know Lana, she's got such an incredible heart. She prophesies very, very accurately. And she's got such a great revelation of the Father's heart in the New Covenant. And so, Lana, thank you for joining me today. Oh, Michael, it's such a joy. Thank you for having me again. Love Absolutely. being with you. Absolutely. Great. We're in we're in different time zones right now. I'm ending my day and you're starting yours. Yeah, I can tell you that the future looks good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good news. The gospel really is good news. We don't hear enough of that nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so before we dive into our subject today, we're going to be talking about some prophetic things the Lord has been revealing to you in the past few months with the all everything that's taking place in the world that's so wild, but God has a plan, He has a strategy, and God's doing something greater than ever. And before we dive into that, um, tell us, for those who, I'm, I'm sure many are familiar with your ministry, but for those who aren't, I always love to ask my guest how you first encountered the Lord. I'd love to hear that, um, you know, a brief view of that story. Yeah, yeah. So um, I first encountered the Lord when I was 16 uh, years old, but I, I really grew up um, being told about Jesus my whole life. Like I was in this um, in this place where my grandmother used to always tell me about this, this person who uh, confessed to be Lord and his name was Jesus. Yeah. And, uh, and so I grew up with the knowledge of the gospel um, at the forefront of my eyes for up until I was um, up until I was sixteen. Really, I had this yeah. this knowledge of Jesus. I had this hunger. I, I remember as a young uh, child, like I was probably about six or seven at the time, and I would sit in front of the TV 
for hours on end at Christmas and Easter, and all I would watch were the Jesus movies. Mm. And my dad, my mom were like, "What is what's happening with Lana?" Like I just had <laughs> this draw to Jesus that that I couldn't explain even as a child. And I remember sitting in front of the television and hearing, you know, at the end of the movie uh, where Jesus would say, you know, um, and I'll be with you always, even until the ends of the earth. And I would cry and I would cry. And I, I just had no language as a young little girl of what was happening to me. And so I went through my, my life, my teen years, and, uh, and just, you know, through the um, circumstances of life and situations, I had a really broken heart. Um, I had a lot of pain in my life and I was really crying out uh, to God, Lord, if you're, if you're real, Jesus, if you're really real, I need you to make yourself really um, real to me. Yes. And, uh, and when I was 16, I, uh, I found myself um, going to a youth group. I, my parents actually put my my little brother uh, into a preschool that you had to walk through a church to go to the preschool to pick him up. And I remember in the midst of me crying out, Jesus, reveal yourself to me. I was walking through this, the foyer of this church and the wind blew and one of these um, flyers uh, just started flapping on the board. And I looked and it said, do you want to know more about Jesus? And it was for a youth group. Yeah. And, uh, and I went along and, uh, and I got saved. But I tell you what, Michael, like to this day, I say this everywhere I go. I honestly believe that I was given a supernatural hunger um, in the moment I got saved to hear the voice of God. Like I would have gone to the highest mountain, to the ends of the earth, just to hear his voice and to to have his heart. Um, And so really my encounters began from that point on my bedroom floor every day, crying out, Lord, I know what the word says, and it says, my sheep hear my voice. They know me and they follow me. So I am positioning myself and I'm not moving um, until, until I see you, until I hear you. And that began really a season for me of encountering the Lord and hearing his voice and hearing these words like, Lana, I love you. I gave my life for you. You know, you are, you're forgiven and, and just this, this beautiful place of awakening to not only the, the amazing gift of salvation and the, 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 um, the gift of the life of Jesus that has set me free and forgiven me and restored me back to the Father, but also this place of awakening of identity. Yeah. You know, this is who I am in Christ. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's amazing. And is that, is that how your prophetic journey started when you were just hungry to hear the voice of God? Is that, did, did, did that happen, you know, a few years later? Did that happen right away? Because I know that, you know, God speaks to us about us, but then God began to speak to you about others and release you into prophetic ministry. Is that when that started? Yeah, so it was probably about, um, I'd say it was probably, uh, golly, off the top of my head, I'd say it was probably a year or so. Um, after I got saved, that the Lord began to, now I see in hindsight, to train me to hear his voice. So I would go to bed at night, I would dream things, the next day they would happen. I would literally walk what I dreamt um, and I'd be like, what's wrong with me? And, uh, And then I began to be in conversations with people and I would just feel things, I'd see things. At one point, I I literally in the spirit saw a, a word written across somebody's forehead. But at the time, I was in this beautiful church that they taught me so much about the word, so much about leadership and really, um, you know, discipled me, but they weren't operating in the prophetic. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so I would go to the pastor and go, help me. <laughs> like, what are all these experiences that I'm having? Um, and, uh, and they were like, look, we're not going in that direction. We can't help you. 
And so that really um, pushed me into the place where the Holy Spirit became my teacher. He was the one that developed my prophetic gifting through being in the Word. And um, I'd cry out for mentors and God, send me a tribe, send me people to help me. And, and there was no one for a lot of years. And wow. so it was really, um, yeah, the Holy Spirit in that place that began to really train me, hey, you know, this is what it looks like to hear the voice of God. And of course, as well, amazing resources like, you know, Graham Cook and, and all of those that have gone before us. But um, yeah, so that it really was very quick after I got saved. Yeah, and absolutely. And there's and thank God for mentors. Thank God for people like a community of people that could walk you through the prophetic. But at the time, you didn't have that. You know, and the Word of God says that you know if if we don't have a teacher, we, you know, we we have, we have an anointing from the Holy One that teaches us all things. It says in First John, right. and you know, we learn so much from other people, and God gave us pastors, prophets, apostles, and all that. But the Lord, truly in the secret place, yeah. really cultivated this in you. And was there a time where you knew, like, this is what I am called to? I am called to prophetic ministry. Yeah. God wants me to begin to speak because you speak on behalf of individuals, churches, nations. You've, you prophesied over Texas yeah. about three months before I moved to Texas, and it was such a spot on word for me and my family. And I know that there's many others that have been touched by the prophetic words that you've released online where it's been such confirmations for them. So now it's just not on an individual basis, not just in one individual church or the churches that you travel to, but it's literally speaking on behalf of states, countries. And so how did you feel? And this is, I wasn't planning on going here today, but I'm just kind of interested. How did you, how did you feel yeah. kind of being released in that kind of prophetic ministry? Um, to be honest with you, it really scared me. Um, yeah. It scared me because of the level of responsibility. So I remember I had um, an encounter with the Lord. One of the first ones that I had, and the Lord said to me, you're going to be a prophet to the nations. And I said, what? Hang on, what? <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. he's like, I'm, I'm going to send you forth to the nations as a, as a mouthpiece. And he began to give me all of these um, incredible visions about part of what I'm doing now. Some of it still hasn't come to pass. But sure. at the time, yeah. I just, I was so afraid because God, what if I misrepresent you? Like, what if, like all the questions, what if I, you know, prophesy something that's not you? And so for a long time, uh, fear really kept me bound. Um, but then the more that I, I lent in and the more I encountered the Lord and the more that I allowed him to heal my heart, that was a big part of my journey because even though I was a believer, there were still a lot of areas of my heart that were very wounded and very yes. broken. Um, and so as I kind of went on that journey with the Lord, he began to say to me, Lana, I want to awaken you to the privilege that it is for you to actually receive my heart. Like I'm actually calling you into this place where I will tell you what I'm dreaming about, what my plans are for people, for places, for nations, and you come alongside what I'm saying and you herald those, those words into the earth and, uh, and you, you'll see like mighty moves of my spirit. And so, but for me, I would say for a very long time, the Lord took me on a long journey. It was probably over, gosh, um, 18 or 19 years at least, probably wow. more than that, really training me in the foundations. Even though, you know, yes, Lana, you're called to be a prophet to the nations and, um, and all of that, that's your office. The Lord really spent a lot of time developing my character 
you know, humility, um, teaching me the word. And the more foundation I got in those areas, the more I knew him in the place of intimacy, then the more I felt um, confident, not in a prideful sense, but confident in, okay, so if you're speaking this, then, and it's in line with your word, and and I've got other people around me now where I can test these out, then, um, you know, then it's okay. And so it began to lift this oppressive fear that yes. that really, um, I guess, caged me for a long time where now I just have incredible joy. Like, honestly, Michael, I don't say this as a throwaway comment, but every day I am absolutely undone by the privilege that it is that you and I and, you know, a- anybody that is a believer that is following Jesus, whether you're a prophet or not, you know, that place of John ten twenty seven, you can hear his voice like the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the King of glory. What is yes. he dreaming about for your marriage and your family and your nation? And then you can partner with him in prayer, intercession, <laughs> decree. Like, it's just an incredible thing. Amen. Absolutely incredible. So good. I, I agree 100%. I even feel like I asked that because there's people listening right now. Even prophetically, I feel like there's people listening or that will listen that, you know, they, they see, they see Lana and they see so many prophetic people and the thousands of followers and the books and the influence, but they don't realize all that it took to kind of get to that place, all the process involved, all the obedience involved, all of the fear and taking steps forward. And I just feel like that is going to be very, very encouraging for those who are listening. So thanks for sharing your story and kind of telling us, you know, how God took you from point A to point B. But um, I, I know you released yeah. a book with Destiny Image Publishers um, a couple months ago entitled A Time mm-hmm. for Selah, which was really birthed from a series of prophetic words God gave you um, during this global pandemic. And so let's and, and, and possibly even before, but let's first, you know, I would love to discuss because you have a word that you shared in the first chapter of the book about the Lord drawing his people back to the garden and into a Selah moment. I would love to hear about that. Yeah, so uh, you're absolutely right. This book was birthed out of a series of encounters. Um, I always um, position myself every day. I go to the Lord with two questions. Lord, what's on your heart today, God, and what are you dreaming about? And um, this particular moment, it was just before or just as COVID was beginning and we were starting to see some shutdowns and I was sitting with the Lord and I said, God, I recognize that the enemy right now is coming to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I don't want to focus on what the enemy is doing. I want to hear what you are saying. I want to hear what heaven's saying. So, Lord, what are you saying? And uh, and the Lord said to me, Lana, in this moment right now, the enemy is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. But I am speaking over my people that it is a time for a divine sealer. And I said, Lord, that's amazing, but why? Like, what's, what is your purpose for this divine sealer? And he said, I am bringing my people back to the garden. There is fire in the garden. And mm. I said, okay, Lord, can you continue to explain to me? Sure. And the Lord said to me, Lana, he said, in this new era, there is going to be the greatest move of the Spirit of God that you and like the body of Christ have ever seen. But right now, out of my grace and my mercy, I am pour- I'm bringing a divine pause, a divine reset, because there are some things that need to be purged, that need to be purified. This is a time for um, alignment and realignment. 
And the the beautiful thing, Michael, was that I felt like the Lord said, I want to bring my people back to the place where it's just nothing but Jesus. Wow. That yes. place where it is just, I look in his eyes and he is my beloved. He is my first love. He is the one where I, I get my life. He is my healer, my provider. And the Lord began to speak to me that um, that there was a lot of distraction that had come uh, against um, God's people. They'd, yeah. uh, they'd taken uh, their focus on other things. He spoke to me about ministry and how in, in some places, um, you know, how ministry can become an idol. Absolutely. And, and he really began to release this word of, Lana, um, I am going to start dealing with the things in the church that are really um, holding my people back. So I, I felt like the Lord was saying that this was going to be a significant time of deliverance and healing and coming out of Egypt uh, for God's people and really moving in identity, but also that the Lord was saying, hey, I am going to bring to the surface the things within the body of Christ that are um, not in line with my word, mm. whether they're sin, complacency, and I'm not talking about condemnation or anything like that. I'm sure. talking about a deep claim of the church. Yeah. Um, and so I believe that the Lord spoke those words, this sailor place, so that you and I can be in that position that says, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm inviting you, like in Psalm 139, 23 and 24, like David said, you know, Lord, come, I'm inviting you to examine me in the light of your presence and see if there's any wicked way within me, any crooked way within me. And that is what I believe was the part of the word that God was saying, hey, this is a time to really allow my spirit to examine hearts and to really repent and come into alignment if there's anything that's been out of alignment. Um, but also in this divine sailor, um, that this is a time to really surrender and to lay down what has been. It doesn't mean what has been is bad. It's been good, but we're in a new era. And when there's a new era, there are new strategies, new blueprints, new ways that God will move, like his character and his nature always remains the same, but his acts can be different. So God, I'm, I'm surrendering afresh again right now. And in this sailor, I am saying, okay, Lord, here's the blank piece of paper. Can you show me? what are you saying for this new era and how do I align myself with that? And I think part mm -hmm. of that, that place of alignment is this um, surrendering to the fire of God that's bringing purification. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And even just right now with this global pandemic and all of the, you know, obviously the enemy is waging war and, you know, the people of God, God is drawing us deeper into intimacy, like you're talking about back into the garden so we could truly rise above and be equipped and strengthened to, um, you know, really you know, make, you know, make a stand and everything. And so, but like even just with the churches and the churches order in California and different things like that, not being able to worship inside and, you know, the stopping gathering yeah. together in, you know, conferences and all these different things that it's been hindered in, in big ways. Um, you know, people worshiping outside on beaches, you know, in, in yeah. fields, in yeah. fields, you know, just radical people saying I cannot be stopped. I cannot be silenced. And we've we've been forced yeah. to gather together in different ways and facets and forms and inside homes and to be, you know, and to be more, you know, you know, personal and, and with each other. And I just feel like God's doing so much there, like. You know, everything that can be shaken will be shaken, but that which cannot, you know, will remain. And even so many people have been married to the model 
of church and the program yeah. of church instead of the man Christ Jesus being led by his spirit there is a new era there is a new wine skin and we don't know I don't know personally exactly how that's going to look and I think we're going to see it play out but we need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith and we need to be willing to be flexible yeah. and be willing to be led by his spirit and God's just doing incredible stuff I just believe that we're on the we're God is you know awakening people's hearts drawing people to himself like never before yeah, yeah. And I love that, you know, in the midst of all of the COVID um, thing, like the noise in the atmosphere, like the Lord said to me, Lana, listen past the noise. And he meant the noise of the second heaven, the noise of fear and trauma and everything that's kind of in the atmosphere. He said, listen. And I leant in and I was about to say, Lord, what am I listening for? And he said to me, Lana, what can you hear? So I go to answer, Lord, I don't know, tell me. <laughs> and he says to me, can you hear? the sound of reformation. Can you yeah. hear the sound of reformation? And that just began this, oh my goodness, like this fire within me of exactly what you're saying. You know, this place that says God is bringing reformation, like he is bringing such reformation in this new era uh, to the church. And what does it look like to be the true ecclesia? You know, what does it look like to be the ecclesia and, and to be God's people and, and not be, I love those words that you used, married to the model. Like, mm -hmm. I think that there was just such an anointing. I felt that. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's right where we are right now. God is saying, hey, you know, just be married to me because yes. of what I'm about to do is going to be greater than you could ever imagine, <laughs> envision, hope or dream. Yes. Um, but yeah, it requires this place of surrender and flexibility. Oh, for sure. And you, you, in your, in your book, A Time for Selah, you talk about the Lord speaking to you, meditate on the manna, not the media. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, yes, Lord, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that. No, because God is releasing fresh manna from heaven for those who have a humble heart, a soft heart, those who, instead of turning to the world, turning to the opinions of the world, turning to Facebook and social media and listening to the clatter and the opinions and the, and the drama and everything that's taking place. And yes, we are supposed to be plugged in. Yes, we're supposed to know, you know, know what's taking place in the world. I'm not propagating ignorance here on what's taking place. It's important us to know what is happening but we cannot be moved by that we need to understand that we have a god that is greater he's the king of kings he's the lord of lords he's greater than anything that could take place in this world and he's he has a plan he has a strategy and for those who draw near to him he will draw near to them and he will release manna from heaven and you know it's so so we're getting focused on the media and all the fear that's being propagated so i love that you shared that in the book yeah, that was, and you know, the Lord has repeated that phrase so often as I've been sitting with him since I released this book, even a couple of days ago, sitting with the Lord. And I said, God, what are you saying to your people? And one of the things he said was he repeated those words again, meditate on the manna, not the media. Um, and I think, you know, you're absolutely right. We have to be informed. We have to know what's going on in the world. But where are we drawing from? What is our source? And I, yeah. I feel like part of this sailor moment is that God is actually awakening us as the church. So he's bringing us through this purification. He's bringing us into alignment, you know, letting go of sin and all of these things and coming into this place of first love. But also I feel like there is such an awakening to the revelation of Ephesians 2.6. It doesn't say sometimes I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ. Yeah. It says I am seated in heavenly places with him. And, and I feel like in this moment where there has been 
this pause where there has been this moment where things look uncertain and there's so much change. Not only is God um, purifying and setting the fire in hearts for Jesus and all about Jesus and loving the Lord with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind, uh, but and all your strength, but also this place that says, hang on a second, I'm not going to live by what the media tells me. Like I'm, I'm not, I don't live like in, I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. So, um, you know, I'm living from my feet. So what is God saying? What is the Lord saying about my nation? What is God saying? Like, what is the heavenly perspective? And that is what I'm going to meditate on every day. Like, that's my reality. So I don't live by what the media is telling me. My reality is Matthew 4, 4, every word that flows yes. from the mm-hmm. mouth of God. That's where I live. Amen. And so I think that there's, yeah, there's just such a beautiful, um, there's such a beautiful awakening, yeah, that's taking place. And, and also I, I just, I feel like, yeah, this, this correction of God, like, and it's not a bad thing. It is a beautiful thing. God is correcting and, and realigning so that we can carry the harvest. Like yeah. God loves the world so much that he wants to bring the souls into a place that, that can carry it, that can house his glory, that can, you know, tr- like disciple these ones that are going to come in. And he wants it done without hindrance or impurity. So I feel like out of the love of God right now, that this purifying fire is happening and this shaking is happening in the church so that we can be the true ecclesia and be forged and formed in his image. Amen. Amen. And the Bible, you know, Ephesians 2, 6, just, just even going off of that, where it talks about being seated or co-seated with Christ in the heavenly places. That means we're at the right hand of the Father with Christ in spirit, and we could see the Father. It's this place of intimacy. The throne room is a place of intimacy where we are with the Father. And, you know, it's a place where, you know, I know I know in your in your book you talk about divine strategies. And where do we get these strategies? Mm-hmm. By understanding our position as believers, as sons and daughters in Christ, connecting with him and asking him. And we are seated with him in the heavenly places, face to face with the father where we could receive these strategies. And it's, it's so interesting. Years ago, I, in one week, I got two prophetic words. I was in Mozambique, Africa, and I got two prophetic words. People came up to me and prayed for me. And they both said, I see the strategy room in heaven. And these people didn't know wow. each other. They did not know each other. They did not know that one prophesied over me. I didn't share this with anybody. But in the same week, there was two people that prophesied over me. They said, I see the strategy room and they saw a scroll on a table and they saw weapons of warfare and they saw all these different things. And it's amazing because both words, they describe the strategy room the same. It was like, I see a table wow. and I see a scroll on it with, with, you know, with, with a map and I see, uh, I, see I see this and that. And they, and they saw an angel in the room and they had all these different, and they just mapped out what they were seeing. They said, God wants to give you access to this room. And then, I don't know, about a year and a half later, I, I spoke with Anna Warner and she, in, in one of her books, talks about a strategy room in heaven that the Lord wants to give us access <laughs> to. And it blew me away. I'm like, Lord, this is, this is legitimate. This is something that God is speaking in the body of Christ over his people. And so in this oh. hour, with the chaos, with the mayhem, with the lies and the fear and the and the sickness and everything that's taking place in the world and the shaking in the church where you know the you know, church as usual is being disrupted and there's new models arising and there's you know revival fire spreading and all this that is taking place in the world today we need divine strategies we cannot be led by the flesh we cannot mm-hmm. be led by people's opinions we cannot try a different model just let's see if this works we need strategies from god and i, I know you talk about this in the book 
Yeah, yeah, I do. And um, and I really believe right now that there is such an invitation um, for us as God's people into that place of accessing the strategy of God. I've, I giggled when you were talking about the strategy room because I've just, I've had numerous encounters with the Lord in a, uh, in the strategy room mm. of heaven where he's unrolled blueprints and, wow. and, uh, and this invitation for us to really, and I, I say this because this is the only way that I can, it makes sense to me because of how I've encountered the Lord, but to really know his ways. So in this place of accessing the, the strategies for the hour, I believe that we have to know the ways of God, be seeking every day, Lord, teach me your ways, right? Show me your ways, like Moses said, show me your ways, mm-hmm. and also asking for heavenly wisdom and for understanding. Um, a few months ago, or it might have been less than that, um, I had an encounter in the middle of the night. I woke up and I usually wake up in the middle of the night for my children, but this was, I knew the Lord had woken me. And I woke and I said, oh Lord, what are you saying? And I went to get out of bed and as my feet touched the ground, um, I felt like a waterfall from heaven had been released, like a tidal wave. And I literally felt it hit my head and fill me from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes. And it was so intense that I gasped and I said, Lord, what is it? And he said, Lana, there is an impartation of heavenly wisdom and strategy that I'm releasing to my people in this hour, those that are positioned at, at wisdom's doorway. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at Proverbs 8, 34, I think it is, and 35, it talks about, um, and especially in the Passion Translation, it uses these words, waiting at wisdom's doorway daily. And, uh, and I feel like right now for where we are in the body of Christ, not only do we need to be crying out in that place of humility um, and, and yieldedness and saying, God, teach me your ways, in this new era, show me your ways, but also, Lord, I'm seeing all of this stuff in my nation. I'm seeing what the enemy is trying to do, but I'm recognizing again that I'm living from my seat. So God, what is your strategy? Like, what is the strategy right now for my nation? What's the prayer strategy? What is the building strategy? Because there are specifics, divine specifics in this hour that God is wanting to release, specific wisdom from heaven in how to build with him. We can't build as we built yesterday. We have to build by the blueprint of God for this moment, for this new era, because we're going into a place we've never been before. Mm -hmm. And so it requires us to lean closer uh, with our ear to his chest than we have before. And I, I just really believe that there are such specifics that God is wanting to release on how to build and how to partner uh, with him um, in this hour and to yeah. really rise up as people of solution, you know, that it's easy. It doesn't take a prophet, you know, to really recognize a problem. Everybody can see the problems in the <laughs> earth, sure. but it's, it's the people of God and, and the prophets and all of us as God's people to lean in and go, okay, I see the problem and I see what the enemy's doing, but God, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What is your answer for this moment right now? How do I pray? How do I position myself? How do I build? And, uh, and I just want to say this because I, I'm really seeing this right now that there, there may be people listening and you've been in this cloud of, I keep seeing confusion. There's been such a confusion that's been swirling around you in this area. And many of you are actually been seeking the Lord for direction. And the, it seems like the more you've been seeking God for direction, 
the, the crazier this confusion is getting. I just want to prophesy over you right now and just release that word that there is um, divine clarity and strategy uh, being released over you. Even right now, I, I feel like many of you are going to feel that fogginess. They're going to, it's going to suddenly lift. Um, and the Lord is going to give you encounters with him that are so clear that you are going to have the confidence in knowing what the strategy of God is for the very area that you've been seeking the direction. And the reason that the confusion has been so heavy is because not only is there an inheritance from the Lord waiting for you in that area, but I I just see a restoration and a favor. Um, So I just want to release that over you today. Um, that there is just this, yeah, this weight of beautiful weight of heavenly strategy that God is going to release into your life in Jesus' name. Awesome. And you state, you state in your book that it's not the time to ride the fence, that we need to be on the right side of the fence and full surrender is absolutely paramount in this time. God's not just going to, he's changing everything. Yes, we're in a new era, but he also wants to change us. And when you said earlier you you mentioned like praying and, and spending time with the Lord and asking him, Lord, teach me your ways. When you said that, a scripture um, was highlighted in my spirit, one that I memorized a long time ago when I first got saved, Psalm 8611. And the psalmist says this, teach me your ways that I may walk in your mm-hmm. truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. And even as you were saying that, I just felt in my heart like this is a prayer for the hour. Lord, teach me your ways. Yeah that I may walk in your truth, that I might not be swayed and moved by the media and by people and by fear and by all this different stuff that's taking place. Lord, teach me your ways that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. And so that's my prayer for the church in this hour. That's my prayer for myself and my family. And and I just pray that we would learn of the Lord, that we would spend time with him, that we would embrace his presence, this divine alignment, this time for uh, going back to the garden, walking with the Lord, seeing him face to face, you know, uh, seeing him for who he is, learning of his ways, walking in his truth so that we could truly rise and shine in this time so people can be drawn to the light of, of the church. And so, Lana, this is powerful. And I know you just prophesied and God shared that on your heart. I just believe that there. Um, I want to I want to be able to pray and I'm, I think I, I think I'm going to pray right now. I feel in my heart to do that. And if you feel like you want to, you know, jo- join in after that, then please do. But Lord, I just thank you right now that you are opening the eyes, the spiritual eyes of those who are listening. I just thank you, Heavenly mm-hmm. Father, that they're going to see you in a way they've never seen you before. I just thank you that you are going to you are going to speak to them in the night. And I just thank you, Lord God, that they're going to wake up and you're going to be the first person on their mind before they grab their phone, before they grab, before they think about their roles and responsibilities and their checklist for the day, that they would just see your face imprinted upon their spirit. And I just thank you, Lord, that the church would fall in love with Jesus greater than ever before in this time. And that many of those who have strayed or their hearts or their faith has become cold. I just thank you, Lord God. Um, that you would just inspire first love in the heart of your people. And I just thank you, Lord, that you are highlighting sin, attitudes, behaviors, different things that are holding us back, that are crippling us, that are hardening our hearts, and that you are highlighting these things and that repentance would come upon the hearts of, of those so that we could, we could turn back, t- take our eyes off the lower, inferior things, the carnal things of this life, and we could turn our eyes upon you, Jesus, and the things that you're doing, what you're saying, and how you want to speak to us in this time. So I just thank you, Lord, that we are going to receive from you 
I just thank you, Father. I just feel like there's people that are like, I can't hear God. I am confused. I, uh, My brain is foggy. I've got so much going on. I don't have time to pray. I just break that off right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I just thank you, Heavenly Father, that they, that you would have their full gaze in Jesus' name, mm-hmm. their full attention, their full affection, that nothing is more important than this. And I just thank mm-hmm. you, Heavenly Father. You could do more in one minute than any of us could do in a lifetime. So I just thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, God, we love you. We praise you, Lord. And we thank you for who you are, God. And thank you for the invitation, Lord, that you extend to us every day, Lord, to come into this beautiful secret place, Lord, to know you and to hear your voice. Lord, I thank you that you paid everything, Lord, that you gave your life, you gave everything so that not only we could be reconciled uh, to the Father, Lord God, but that we could also come into this place of intimacy. Lord, I thank you for that again today. And Lord, I thank you for every person that is listening, Lord. And I thank you for, I just I just keep seeing, Lord, just this, this fire of God that is coming upon hearts, Lord. And I hear those words, the burning ones. Lord, I pray in this hour, Lord, that you would continue to ignite the hearts of your people. Lord, that their hearts would be burning with the adoration of who you are, Jesus. Lord, I pray for deeper encounters with you, Jesus, where you will surprise them with your voice. Lord, create a deeper hunger within your people, Lord, to know you. Lord, that as they they embrace this moment, Lord, of purification, this place of repentance, Lord, this place of alignment, Lord, may this be a moment that is a marker, Lord, that when they look back at their lives, they say, I met Jesus and I came to know Jesus at this certain point in my life. And I've had so many encounters, but in 2020, I had such a profound encounter with Jesus that just transformed me at a level that I've just not experienced for such a long time. Lord, I pray for those moments right now. Lord, and I pray refreshing, Lord. I see so much weariness uh, over many in this hour, Lord. I pray that your spirit, Lord, would just blow upon them, breathe upon them right now, Lord, and breathe life into weary hearts, Lord God. And Lord, I pray for every person in the night hours, Lord, and just release an impartation for prophetic dreams, Lord, where you will release uh, greater wisdom and strategy and direction, Lord, that they would be so awake to your voice, Lord, that there would be such a tenderness of heart and a sensitivity to your spirit, Lord, that is created within yes. them as they continue to lean in and say, God, teach me, show me your ways, Lord, show me, Jesus, I just want to know you and be a friend of God. Lord, I pray that you would continue to awaken them, Lord, to your voice in the times and the seasons that we are in right now, but not only discerning the time and the season, but the wisdom to know what to do in this hour. So I bless you, Lord. I just thank you for each one, Lord, and I pray that you would just continue to cultivate, Lord, those eyes to see and ears to hear within your people that as we together as the body of Christ prepare ourselves and make ourselves ready, Lord, because you are coming as the King of glory to show us, God, how to be ready in this hour and to have our lamps full of oil in that place of intimacy. We bless Amen. you and we honor you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank Amen. You, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. And so, 
Lana, for those I know that traveling, you know, your traveling uh, schedule, you know, um, is you know, right now everyone is pretty <laughs> much staying put, right? And so, but thank God yeah. the Lord has you know opened up a way for us to communicate with the world through media and through writing and through so many Amazing. other things. And so, how how can people get connected to your ministry online to really receive the you know the prophetic yeah. words you're releasing, the resources you're releasing on a regular basis? Sure, thank you. Um, on uh, you can find me on Facebook um, under Lana Vorza. Please uh, look at the the um, date that the page was created and the amount of followers on the pages because there are many out there that are, are pretending to be me and it's not me. <laughs> so please, um, yeah, when you're following us on Facebook, just make sure you check the day, uh, the year. Sorry, that the page was created and the um, the amount of followers. Yeah. Uh, also, you can follow us on YouTube. Um, under Lana Vorza Ministries, and we are also on Instagram as well on La- as Lana Vorza Ministries. But our website really is um, lanavorza.com. Awesome, awesome. And you had you've released several books. This one is a time for Selah. You released um, another book not too long ago, a couple of years ago, called The Prophetic Voice of God, and another book, Desperately Deep. So I'm sure they can get them on Amazon as well as your website, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, you're you're amazing. It's always a pleasure talking to you. You're such a gem in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's a blessing. Thank you so much for being with me. Oh, thank you, Michael. I just honor you and what you're doing for the kingdom. Thank you for the way your your life is laid down and your obedience to him. You're a real awesome. blessing. Thank you so much. For those who are listening to this podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. It'll help get this show out to more people so they can be challenged, inspired, and blessed by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless you guys, and I look forward to speaking to you next time on Awaken Podcast.